I want to talk to you for a little while about conquering the enemy. Now, in case you don't know this, we all have an enemy. Amen? We all have an enemy. The Bible says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So really, your enemy is not a person. The challenge may show up in a person, but it's not the person, okay? It's not the person. For we fight against flesh and blood, or we're fighting against spirits. Everybody say spirits. It's just a spirit thing. It's like a holy nudge. It's like a circuit judge in the brain. Okay? Anybody ever heard that? Huh? That's a good song. Way back in the day when Johnny was young. Yes. So, uh, what we have to work on as brothers and sisters in the Lord and following the Lord is we have to work on our daily walk. It's called a relationship. You have to have a relationship with the Lord. All of us do. If we don't have a relationship with the Lord, you're going to find yourself out there in the cold. Okay? You're going to find yourself out there in the cold. You've got to learn how to walk with the Lord. You've got to learn how to talk to the Lord. You've got to spend time with the Lord. You say, well, Pastor, I don't have time to just be praying all the time. I've got work to do. I've got a job. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about making wise use of your time. All right? And I was thinking about heading that direction tonight. But this came open, and uh, we, can, we can do that later. I want to talk to you tonight about provisions for conquering the enemy. All right? We are, you have spiritual armor. Like I was saying, you are not fighting a person. The battle is going to show up in a person, most likely. Okay? I mean, I have, I have never seen... A devil. I've been walking with the Lord almost 40 years, and I've never seen a demon or a devil. I've never seen an angel. I think that there were a couple times in my life where I was in the presence of angels, and it was early in my walk with the Lord, and I was so scared that I didn't pursue it anymore. I just laid there. But uh, I've never seen a host of angels around the the church building or, you know, riding in the seat of my vehicle with me. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. And so we're going to look at scriptures tonight. We're going, first of all, to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, verses 10 through 18. And this is uh, Paul here where he is talking to the Ephesians. I'm going to do this in the New Living, and I think that we've got this now to where we can... This is going to pop up for us. I can't click it now for some reason. Now I can. It says, a final word, verse 10, New Living Translation. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Okay, first of all, if you're going to be strong in the Lord, you're going to have to do something to get strong in the Lord. And what is that which you can do to get strong in the Lord? What is makes you strong? Nehemiah 8.10 The joy of the Lord is your strength. Listen, if you're not happy serving the Lord, you're going to have to get happy and joyful serving the Lord. Okay? If you're serving the Lord with a frown, then you're not going to be a very strong Christian. You've got to to get into a, a situation to where you have the joy of the Lord. Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power and in his mighty power. Now, This week, I had trouble. Danny had trouble because he's used to New Living Translation, and it was coming up King James on him. All right? My problem is it's New Living, and I learned in King James. I wanted to raise my hand last week and say, I can read that King James for you, Danny. You know? So, yeah. So if I go back to King James back and forth, that's my issue. Be strong in the Lord, and the King James says, and in the power of his might. The New Living says, in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. The devil has a strategy to take each and every one of you out. The devil has a strategy to take each and every one of us out of the kingdom. 
All right? Let me also say this. He knows your weaknesses. He knows my weaknesses. He knows what comes against me that bothers me the most. And so he's going to do that to try to get me out of the kingdom. Now, why would the devil want to get you out of the kingdom? Because apparently you are a threat to him. Apparently he's not satisfied until he has control over you again because he's lost control through the power of the blood of Jesus in your life. Amen? He's lost control because of you being born again of water and spirit. He's lost control. And so he's trying to regain that control that he has lost. So we put on the whole armor of God, all the armor, to stand against the strategies of the devil. We, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil, evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Now, you and I live in this realm. We live in this world. Okay? We see each other. We shake each other's hands prior to COVID. Do you ever wonder why COVID-19 is called COVID-19? Because there were 18 other strands of it before. So it's been around a while. Don't think that it wasn't a political deal. Don't think that. Don't don't doubt that in your least thinking times. When you got your brain in neutral, don't doubt it. We shook hands. We shake hands. We talk to each other. Why? Because we are in this realm. We're in this realm. When when we die, we bury our shell. Our shell lays up here in a casket, right? We walk by our shell and we call it, oh, there's Brother Tracy. There he is. Look at him. I'll be skinnier in my casket because my belly will be sunk down. You won't, you know. So hopefully I'll have a smile on my face because that's how I always knew, was always told when I was young if they knew they went to heaven or hell. They were smiling. And so I've looked in the mirror while I'm driving at my smile. Just my natural face. And it's frowning, and I'm like, oh, Lord, i got to work on this. i got to make sure I'm smiling when they put me down in the basket. Well, not the casket, the basket. Well, I'm already in the basket. When they put me in the basket of the casket, we all say goodbye to this body. This is because that's the realm that we're living in now. But we are from another realm. We're from a spirit realm. Amen? We're from the unseen world, actually. And what's given my life... My body life right now is my spirit man. And so we we are against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. You'll still be standing firm after the battle. Guess what? You are going to have fights. Just get ready. If you didn't want to fight, you should never came in the church and got in the church. Because the fight's going to come because you're not out drinking on Saturday night. And you're not out running around on Thursday night and Monday night. And you're not out chasing women and all that other stuff. Why? That's because the devil has you then. You know, uh, preachers get mad at the people who aren't in church. The thing is, they yell and scream at the people who are there. It's like, wait, time out. Time out. The people you are yelling about, about not being here, are not here. The ones who are here... Congratulate them. Thank them. Hey, you made it. You see what I'm saying? And so we are here in the church fighting the battle. Amen. So stand your ground. We got this armor. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Now he goes into description into our uh, armor now. You see that on the left side of your, your chart today. So we have the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. We have, oops, we have shoes 
Put on the peace that comes from the good news that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now notice in your chart here, notice everything is covered. Your head is covered. Your chest and your shoulders are covered. Your midsection and your torso is covered. Your feet and your legs are covered. You have a shield and you have a sword. Anything not covered? Your back. Jesus said, if you're going to be in the kingdom, if you take a hold of the plow and you look back, you're not worthy of me. What does that mean? That means you're supposed to be a lifer. You know what a lifer is? That means when you start out living for the Lord, He's expecting and hoping and wanting you to do it all your life. Amen. All of our lives. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a lifer. I think I think you're a lifer in here. If you're here on Wednesday nights, you're a lifer. If you came tonight through all this weather, if you came here through all this traffic, if you came here through all of the all of the everything, every obstacle, you're a lifer. Right? That's better than being a heifer. Some of you got it. Some of you didn't. All right. You're a lifer. God wants you not to turn around and run. He just wants you to fight. Just stand and fight. Remember, I, I preached about my dear old mom. She just showed up every day. That's all you got to do. That's part. That's ninety percent of it, just showing up. Just show up. That's ninety percent of it. If you show up at your job long enough, eventually you can retire. Yeah. If you show up at life long enough, eventually you get old. You ever heard this saying, heavens to Betsy? Now, I don't know what that meant. I don't know what that means. All right? I just heard them say that when I was growing up. Heavens to Betsy. I don't know who Betsy was. I don't know if she had anything to do with heaven. Apparently she did. Heavens to Betsy. I am a grandparent. 30 years ago, I was a single college student. Now watch. You ready for this? 30 years from now, I will be in my 80s. It did not take me very long to get from college to a grandparent. And if I just keep showing up, at the grandparent stage, I'm going to be 80 one of these days. What am I saying? I'm saying just show up. If you show up, time takes care of a lot of things. If you just show up walking with the Lord, the Lord's going to take care of a lot of things in your life. Amen? So the back is not covered. Let's keep that in mind. Now, 18. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I'm not going to get into this tonight. We've covered this topic a lot before. But I want you to know that you're going to have to pray in the Spirit a lot more as you get older. Okay? As you get older and start facing situations in your life, and you start facing situations in your family's life, and you start facing situations in in life in general, there's going to be times when... and, you know, you can judge me or whatever on this. There will be times when you will know, not know what to say when you pray. Anybody ever been there yet? There are going to be times when you're not going to have words. You don't even know how to pray for it. I was listening to the radio years ago. I think I just alluded to this a few, few weeks ago and... Uh, a world-famous evangelist was on the radio, R.W. Shambach. You ever heard of R.W. Shambach? Man, I used to listen to him preach. That guy was a preaching machine. And he talked about somebody came up for prayer, and he said, I didn't even know what to pray for. He said, Lord, what am I going to pray for? And the Lord said, just pray in tongues. 
So that's what he did. We'll find out here in this lesson that that is the will of God. Praying in the Spirit, verse 18, Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the Spirit. God wants you to pray in the Spirit. Amen? Now, verse Daniel chapter 10, verse 13, this is not on your chart, but I threw that in there for extra credit. All right? Because I wanted to show you in the Scriptures, and we've talked about it before, I wanted to show you how the spirit realm works. I call this the hierarchy of hell. This is rank and file. Okay? This is rank and file. Just like there's archangels. You ever heard of the archangels? Basically, in the Scriptures, there was three archangels. You know who they were? They had names. Gabriel, messenger angel. Michael, warrior angel. Lucifer, worship angel. Now, the rest of the angels are just angels. But these angels held specific rank. So a third of the angels fell away with Lucifer when he was kicked out of heaven. So he took a third of the angels who were already rank and file with him. That's why you have principalities and powers and rulers and spirits and rule and darkness and, and spiritual rulers in high places in the dark realm because they already came from rank and file in heaven. All right? So if heaven was organized, the church needs to get organized. If heaven's organized, we need to get our lives organized. All right? So we're looking here. This is Daniel chapter 10, verse 13. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. This is Gabriel talking to Daniel. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Gabriel was not fighting or opposed by a human force. He was opposed by a heavenly force in the spirit realm. All right? Verse 14. Oh, no, no, verse 19, Daniel 10, 19. We jumped down there, didn't we? Yes, we did. And he spoke these words to me. I suddenly felt stronger, and I said to him, Please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. He replied, Do you know why I have come? This is Gabriel. Soon I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And after that, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. Now, if you go back to the time of this vision and Daniel in captivity and Nebuchadnezzar was the ruler of the world at that time, as, as this began to unfold, you will find that the Medo-Persian Empire was overrun and conquered by the Persians or by the, by the Greeks, by a 33-year-old boy that conquered the whole world at 33 years old, Alexander the Great. What does that tell me? That tells me that what happens on the earth is a result of what happens in the heavenlies. That makes sense? So what happens in on the earth that we see with our natural eye is a result of what has happened in the heavenly realms. What's sad is the church has not realized that we can affect what happens on earth if we pray to change what happens in the heavenlies. All right. How about that? Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. So Gabriel was talking about Michael who was opposing this demonic force. Isaiah fifty-nine seventeen. This is on the chart. And it says, For the Lord put on righteousness as a breastplate or coat of mail, and salvation as a helmet upon his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal and furious divine jealousy as a cloak. So God, Isaiah is talking here about how the Lord puts on the garment of salvation, the breastplate, the, the helmet, just like it is in Ephesians. And you'll see that in Ephesians 6.14. And 17 and 1, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 8. And that says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, 
for a helmet the hope of salvation. If you're going to fight against the enemy, you're going to have to be prepared, clothed for the fight. All right? A couple Sunday nights ago, I had a very interesting experience, Mitchell and I. We went coyote hunting. Now, how about that? We went coyote hunting. First of all, do not take a two-wheel drive pickup truck after four inches of rain and you slide off the road into somebody's yard that you don't know. All right? Because you'll get hung up. And before you can get out, the people come home. Then you have to explain why you're cutting ruts in their yard. All right. But we went coyote hunting. And then Mr. was like, you better, you better wear these gloves. You better do this. You're going to need it. And I, it was, it was kind of warm that day. It was, it wasn't bad. So I didn't thought, well, I'll just take them just in case. I'm going to tell you, by the time we got to where we were finished, going to set up and we're walking, I'm like, I'm glad I prepared for all of this. All right. We have to prepare for the battle that the enemy is going to try to engage in each of our lives. I preach that God is not surprised by what the devil brings into our lives. We're surprised because we don't see things coming. We don't expect things. Things are going to happen that we have no notice of, that, that, that are going to happen to us that we have no control over. And that's why we have to be ready and we have to be properly attired for the battle. Amen? Oh, yeah, that's good, Pastor. Amen. Sources of strength. Let's go to sources of strength. I want to talk about three areas here. For your daily walk with the Lord, how many of you eat food? One, two, three, four, all right, there's about seven of you. All right, the rest of you are awesome. We all eat. We have to eat. The question is this, do you eat to live? Or do you... Live to eat. I probably in the second category. I have, I have, I grew up with bakers and cooks, and they just knew how to do it, man. They just do knew how to do it, you know. And so I, I have a very happy palate in my mouth for food, but. We have to have food in our spirit, man, to keep us strong as well. If you don't eat food, you're going to get weak. The body can go without food for probably uh, a week or so. can go without water maybe three days, four days at the most, and you're going to die. If you do not ingest water and food, you're going to die physically. It's the same way spiritually. We have to we have to increase our appetite. We have to feed ourselves in order for our spirit mans to be what they need to be. So the first area I want to talk about is how to develop a relationship with the king and that is through prayer. Okay? Through prayer we develop a relationship with our king, the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 says, "But when you pray, Go into your most private room, and closing the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees you sees in secret will reward you in open, in the open. That's the amplified. Okay, so you don't want to. I mean, it says in King James, go into a closet. I remember years ago when I first got the Holy Ghost, I took that literally, so I got in a closet. I got in my mom's closet, all right? And while I was in there, she wasn't home yet, so I'm in there, and I think I was sitting on a wig box. Does anybody know what a wig box is? Okay. I mean, it was about this big around. It was about that high. It had, it had a styrofoam head in it with a wig on it because my aunt was the manager of a wig shop in West Virginia, and in the 1970s and the 80s, that was the big deal, wigs. Okay? So, I'm in there praying, and I hear my mom come in the house. Well, lo and behold, before it's all done, 
I didn't want to tell her I was in there praying before it's all done. She comes in the bedroom and opens up the door to the closet and sees feet. And she about jumps out of her skin. And so then I emerge. And this is what she said. That's a good way to get shot. Can you imagine your mother saying that to you? I was just trying to pray. So you may not fit in a closet now. We've got these big wide walk-in closets. That's good prayer rooms. What he's saying is, I want you to get to, away to a private place. I want you to get away where there's no distractions. I want you to go somewhere where it's just you and the Lord, and you and the Lord can talk, and he sees you in secret, and he will reward you openly. Okay? Now, there's also great prayer time that I have. I, I, let me share a couple places where I have great prayer. I have great prayer when I'm driving. If I'm on a road trip, I don't turn the radio on. I'm going to pray. If I got a if I got an hour road trip or whatever, I'm going to take 30 minutes of it and I'm going to pray. No radio, no nothing. I'm praying. I'm calling out names of people in church, on people's needs, and I'm praying. I'm praying in English. I'm praying in tongues. That's a good time to pray. Another good time for me to pray is shower time. I get some good revelation in the shower. I don't know if it's because my brain is loosened from the steam. I don't know what's going on, but I get good revelation. Find your spot to pray. That's how you build a relationship. That's how you meet somebody. That's how you learn about them. That's how you become to know them and familiar with them is through communication. And communication with the Lord is called prayer. Amen. Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God wants you to abide in His presence. Abide in His presence. When I first came into the church and got the Holy Ghost, my Bible reading time was before I went to bed. And the reason it was before I went to bed is because I am naturally a night owl. Okay? In the mornings, I am no good for a while. Okay? I had to meet Clark. We were doing a fusion a couple years ago. We had to go to Home Depot down in St. Louis. He said, I'll pick you up at 5 o'clock or 5.30. And he'll testify to this. For the first two hours, I said hardly anything. I didn't wake up until we got to the checkout and I saw it was how much it was. And suddenly, a revelation of waking up. It's how much? And somebody will say, well, you know, the, that if you pray at night, the Lord can't bless you and give you a good day. Because you didn't pray when you first got up. I said, well, I don't know about that because if I pray tonight, then he'll protect me all night long and give me a good day tomorrow. You find your niche. There's no place in the Bible that says, thou shalt pray early morning all the time if you're not a morning person. Okay? Find your place to pray. There was times when Jesus went into the wilderness by himself and prayed late at night. There were times that he went in early in the morning. Find your niche. Whatever your niche is, whatever your body's chemicals and chemistry is made of, that's when you pray. If you're a night person, pray at night before you go to bed. If you're a morning person, get up and drink your Folgers and, you know, you're good to the last drop. Maxwell House. Does anybody drink Maxwell House in here? Are you all Folgers? Everybody? No, you're not even Folgers anymore. Coffee's not even made out of coffee anymore. It's made out of food. Twice. Foo-foo. It's made out of sugar and creamers and creamers and sugars. And, you know, a lot of people, if they really saw a good stiff cup of black Folgers or black Maxwell House, scary to death. I, I used to watch it in the percolator. You know? So you see what I'm saying? Find your niche. Start building that relationship with the Lord because you're going to need it. You're going to need to know him. So he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Amplified says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable. Everybody say remain stable. Remain stable. We don't make, we don't make uh, rash, fast decisions. Remain stable. Remain calm, everybody. Don't make it, don't make a decision out of just emotion. 
Do you want to know why the funeral... Oh, forgive me. All the funeral directors in town, forgive me. I'm going to let it out of the bag. Do you know why all the funeral homes are nice and big and they got the fanciest cars and all that other stuff? It's because the decisions that people make at the funeral home are based on decisions founded on emotions. Well, Tracy was a great guy. Therefore, he deserves the best gold casket in the whole wide world. When you could have got the stainless steel casket for $6,000, the gold one's going to cost you 600000 And because it's based on emotion, they say, he deserves the best. And my smile is not going to be any bigger if I'm in gold or stainless steel. You see what I'm saying? we got to watch. You cannot base decisions on emotion. That's why it says here, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. All right? Remain stable. Remain calm. Get in His presence. Amen. John 9, 31, New Living. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is, he is ready to hear those who worship Him and do His will. God wants to do His will and answer your prayers because you're seeking Him. God is ready to hear your prayers. He's ready and anxious for you to talk to Him. He's ready and anxious for you to pray to Him. Somebody said, how do I pray to the Lord, Pastor? You just talk to Him as a friend. You talk to Him as a father. And some people have had bad relationships with their fathers. Therefore, it bleeds over in their relationship, in their spiritual walk with the Lord. Amen? Some people have had an abusive physical father. Therefore, they're fearful when they come into the kingdom and of their heavenly father being the same way, abusive, and, and them not being able to please. You don't have to answer me. I, I know this is right. I read it on the Internet. Amen. He's looking for those ready to hear him. He's looking for those ready to talk to him. John fifteen seven. If you abide in me, this is a good one, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. You've got to abide in him. You can't go over here and talk to this one and go over here and talk to this one, get all these opinions. You've got to get your feet in the, on the word. You've got to get your feet in his presence. You've got to get in the presence of the Lord. Now, we're going to see a scripture here that says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Yes, you need to talk to people who've been through situations like you're in. You need to talk to people who have been in situations and have a positive outlook on on where they're going. Amen. If you're having marital trouble, the last person you want to talk to is somebody who's been married and divorced 27 times. Yes, they've got the practice in. All right. Oh, it's quiet in here. If you live, this is the Amplified, if you live in me, abide vitally united to me. We unite ourselves with the Lord. We walk with the Lord. We talk with the Lord every day. You should talk with the Lord every day. People ought to think you're crazy, you talking to the Lord. I was getting this sweater out of the closet tonight. I was in there talking to myself. Amy's on the other side. She said, who are you talking to? I said, we're having a board meeting. It's unanimous. We all agreed I'm wearing this. They said, go for it. And then she said, you got horns. She didn't tell me I had horns till I got here to church. I said, what, what do you mean? Why didn't you tell me I had horns? That didn't come up at the board meeting. Why? I'm walking with the Lord. You can walk with the Lord every day. You can walk with the Lord constantly. You can, you can have the Lord in your car. You can have Him at your desk. You can have Him when you, in your break. You can have the Lord all the time. You can pray without ceasing because you're, it's a lifestyle. It becomes a lifestyle because you're remaining stable in Him. Amen? Okay, my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. Why? Why? Because we're remaining in Him 
He's remaining in us. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, I had this revelation a few years ago when I was preaching these these verses here. And he that searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Who is it that searches the heart? The Holy Ghost. Right? And who is the Spirit? The Holy Ghost. The one who is searching is the one who has the plan. He knows exactly what he wants for your life. He knows exactly what he wants to put in your life. That's why when we pray in the Spirit, that's perfect prayer. And the devil hates that. The devil hates for you to pray perfect prayer. He hates it. Amen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without ceasing. Need I say more? Don't stop praying. Come on, Frank. What song are you singing? Don't stop praying. Always pray. You don't have to be in a prayer posture, down on your knees, you know, crying and weeping. You can be in your prayer in your car driving to work. You can be in prayer doing that road trip. You can be in prayer at your cubicle. You can be in prayer. You can be in prayer. You can be in prayer. Amen. 1 John 3, 22. And whatsoever you, we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So we ask and we receive because we keep his commandments. If He said, if you love me, he said this in John, if you love me, keep my commandments. Here, let me break it down. If you love me, listen to me. How about that? If you love me, listen to me. If we love the Lord, we're going to listen to him. Amen. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders. We observe his suggestions and injunctions, follow his plan for us, and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. Let's move on to fasting. Number two, fasting. Fasting is becoming a lost practice in the church. It's a physical discipline for spiritual alertness. Matthew six sixteen. And when you fast... Don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and to shovel. So people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth that it is the only reward they will ever get. I'll never forget about three or four years ago. We were here in the office and it was lunchtime. And I said, Sister Sylvia... I'll bring you something back for lunch. She said, no, that's all right. And I just had to be generous. Sister Sylvia, I am going to get you whatever you want. I will go through Subway. That's a big big sacrifice for me because I hate ordering ordering all my stuff, let alone having to order all your stuff on your sandwich. But anyway, I said, "I'll, I'll go. No, Pastor, that's okay. I kept pushing, and I kept pushing. I kept I kept offering, you know, I'll go buy Mexican, I'll get you chips, I'll go buy Ponte Grossa, I'll go wherever you want me to go. Finally, she said, Pastor, I'm trying to fast today. Oh, what did you tell me earlier, Sister Sylvia? Because she was trying to keep it on the lowdown. She didn't want to be like the Pharisees and the hypocrites. You know, they want to, you know, when you ever you fast, you need to put on your... You know, your stepbrother shirt or whatever that shirt you had on yesterday, right, Marcus? Marcus had on a stepbrother shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And people at the airport liked it, It, his shirt. Yeah. We only need to get our shirts and say, I'm fasting today. Don't ask. And then we all wear them. We all all know when we're fasting. No, Jesus said that's when they're going to get their reward. It's right there. They're not going to get it. He said, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Amen? 
And if you're the Muppets, sometimes you comb your face. All right? So when you fast, clean yourself up and look like everything is normal. Then no one will notice that you're fasting, except your father who knows what you do in private, and your father who sees everything will reward you. So you say, okay, so pastor, when we fast around here, you take people's names and write them down. Why do you do that? So you know who's fasting that day? No, I do that for accountability. Because if we put our name down, we're going to hopefully remember my fasting day is Tuesday. You see what I'm saying? My fasting day is this day for accountability. You know, all right, who's going to fast? Everybody just raise their hand, but we all forget. No, we want to put it out there so we're accountable. We want to be accountable to each other. We're not trying to get a spiritual blessing or steal that from anybody. All right, Acts 13, 2 and 3. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So we see fasting, we see prayer, and we see the laying on of hands as a sign of ordination from the body and recognition from the body to send Barnabas and Saul out. That makes sense? Now, fasting. There's several different ways to fast. I heard somebody say the other day, I'm telling you the truth, as the Lord is on his throne. The guy says to me and Amy, he said, I'm going to probably go on a seven-day fast. And immediately I'm thinking, oh, powerful, powerful. More power to you. Jesus, help him. Because I know when I go on a seven-day fast, I know it's... Listen, I fast one meal, and I'm about done. Because I live to eat. And this is how he finished it. I think I'm going to be fasting video games for seven days. Now, I have no dentures in my mouth. But if I did, they would have been in my plate. I think I could probably go 21 days on a video without a video game. When we talk about fasting biblically, we're talking about food. Okay? We're talking about food. Food. There are absolute fasts, there are partial fasts, there are Daniel's fasts. All right, an absolute fast, no food, no water. Boom, done deal. Partial fast is water only, no food for whatever period the Lord and you decide. You know, health-wise, after about three days, you probably should add juices or whatever if you're going to go a long time. Then there's the Daniel fast where you fast certain foods, certain, certain things out of your diet. To me, that's the hardest one. I'd rather just go cold turkey and forget it. All right? So we're talking about fasting food here, not fasting your game console. All right. Mark 9, 29. And he said to them, This kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. You want to get ahead in your walk with the Lord? Pray and fast. Amen. Pray and fast. Joel 1, 1, 1, Joel chapter 1, verse 14. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. So the prophet Joel was saying, it's time for a fast. It's time for a solemn assembly. It's time to gather and seek the presence of the Lord. New Living says this, announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn assembly meeting. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to him there. Joel chapter 2 verse 12 says this, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Lots of scriptures on fasting. Fasting helps get rid of the food and the, and the, and it, it makes your, your, your natural man he starts to lose your attention as you concentrate on the spiritual man. All right? You'd be surprised when you fast. I don't know if you fasted and you realize that it takes about two hours to do a dinner at supper time. 
by the time you cook it and eat it and clean it up, that's about two hours. When you're not eating and you're fasting going through dinner, you got an extra two hours. What can you do with it? Play Space Invaders. Mario Brothers. No. That gives you time to pray, to read the Word. Feed that inner man. Isaiah 58. This is one of my favorite scriptures here, Brother John. Here's a, one, a good one for me. Isaiah 58, 6. This is, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind, chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. How about that? Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Why? Because of fasting. Amen. Last one. Last area. Down at the bottom of your chart, right-hand side. Bible study and meditation. Practicing kingdom concepts. Listen, guys, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Okay? This is not the 100-meter. This is not the 400-meter relay, the 800, 1600. This is a marathon. This is 26.2. All right? Some people have, what is it, 52.4? That means they went two marathons. Boy, they crazy you imagine that? All right? Meditation. Meditation. One of my goals during the COVID, the Lord has spoke. I guess we're still in it. During this COVID, the Lord has spoken to me about becoming more of a reader, doing more research, dig, digging a little deeper. And years ago, I bought a life application spirit-filled Bible. It's about that thick. And it has maps. It has commentary. Not just scripture. It's got all kinds of stuff. And the Lord is leading me. That's going to be my Bible reading for the next year or two. When I'm reading my Bible, that's what I'm going to. I want to read all of it. All the history. All of the background. All of everything. Why? Because I want to practice kingdom concepts. What we put in is what comes out. Amen? All right, let's finish this up. Joshua 1.8. This is a good scripture. The book, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Listen, if you don't have a daily Bible reading program, get something. Read something. Okay? Read something. I think, what is it? If you, you read three chapters in the New Testament in 30 days, you will have read the entire New Testament. Three chapters a day. I think. Is that possible? Is that close? Johnny says, sure. All right. There's 150 Psalms. You can read three Psalms a day or five Psalms a day and be done in 30 days. There's 31 Proverbs. You know how many days there are in a lot of months? 31, a proverb a day. Start putting the word in you somehow. We put everything else in us. We put everything else in us. We put internet, we put news, we put talk, we put politics, we put sports, put, we put all that in. It's time to put the word in us because the word is going to keep us. Amen. Proverbs 4.4 says this. He taught me and said to me, let your heart Hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. First Chronicles 28, 9 says this, And thou, Solomon, my son, know that the Lord God of thy father, know thou the Lord God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind, for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found of thee. But if you forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, if you seek the Lord, He's going to find you. And you're going to find Him. If you forsake Him and don't seek Him, He's not going to seek you either. The hunger, it's up to us how much we want from the Lord. 
Psalm 1, 2, and 3, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What do you mean meditate? I'm not talking about just reading the scripture and going over and saying, Oh yeah, that's it, that's good. I'm talking about take a chapter a day and find something in there and say, You know what, I need to apply this to my life somewhere. There's something, an issue in my life and I need to find it. Guess what? There is not one question in any of our lives that the Word of God does not have an answer to. We just got to go find it. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall, what? Prosper. The Lord has the prosperity doctrine. If we meditate on his law day and night. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted among the river bank, along the river bank, New Living, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And in Psalm 119, 97, and 99, and I believe these are the last ones, Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. Guess what? Those that are responsible for bringing you into the kingdom, your teachers, your mentors, you can have understanding beyond them if you concentrate on the law of the Lord. Amen? Let's all stand. Those three areas, prayer, fasting, and Bible study. Prayer, fasting, and word. They're like spiritual vitamins. Take your vitamins. Okay? I don't know about you, but since I had COVID, I've been over COVID since, when was it, September? First part of October. I'm still taking all the vitamins. I'm still taking zinc. I'm still taking B12. I'm still taking E. I'm still taking C. I'm still taking all that. You know why? Because I want my body to continue to fight that off if it wants to come back again. What are you doing? I'm taking my supplements, my vitamins. Take your Holy Ghost vitamins. Pray fast. Read the Word. Pray fast. Read the Word. There's good Bible plans out there on your phone. If you'd like to read it off your phone, there's great Bible plans. So many a day you can read so many books in such a time. Read it. Get it in there. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your Word tonight. Thank you for each and every one here. I just pray, Lord, that the power of your presence would be in each of our lives, in each of our homes. When we walk into our houses tonight, let us, God, go into the houses and let your peace already be there to greet us. Let your peace already be there to welcome us. Lord, work out every situation. Work out every detail in our lives. Do what you have to do in our lives. For, Lord, we just trust you and depend on you in every step that we take. And every day that we live, we just trust you. And we magnify you. Keep your hand on us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight. Come again. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God.